Today's episode is called Make It Happen. And I want to talk to you about your someday dreams, whatever those things are. And we're going to look at it and maybe hopefully start taking steps to make our someday's a reality. Hey, it's Amber L.B. Swenson, wife, mother, worrier, overthinker, type A, holding on to God and his promises to get me through the day. Thanks for joining me to explore everyday issues from a biblical perspective so we can all know and love God more. Not long ago, I was listening to a sermon by Levi Lesko, and he said this, it's not about knowing what to do, it's about doing what you know. That sort of reminded me of what James said in James chapter 1, verses 22 through 25, which says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who forgets, who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. And it got me thinking that, you know, a whole lot of things would happen if we actually did them. So many things begin and end in our hearts and in our minds. So we have a dream, something that is in our heart. And a lot of those things come from the Spirit. They're the Spirit's prompting. There's there's something, a passion in our heart that comes from God for something that we would love, love, love to do. Maybe it's someday I want to take care of my grandchildren. Or sometime, someday I want to go on a mission trip. Or someday I really want to volunteer with disabled people. Or someday I want to reach out with a certain um, mission project in my community. Or someday I want to, if you fill in the blank. What is keeping you from your some days? A lot of times it's ourself. A lot of times it's our bad habits. We are wasting our time. We are sitting in front of the TV or on our phones and um, not getting our spending under control or uh, maybe eating too much and not exercising enough so we don't have quite the energy and the strength that we'd like to have. A lot of times we're not reading our Bibles. We're not motivated to do um, what we would otherwise be motivated to do because we're not in the Word. Sometimes we're not praying And we're not asking God for the motivation. We're not asking God for the next step. And we might be missing out. I want to remind you that we're told in Ephesians 2.10 that we are God's workmanship or masterpiece, depending on which version you're reading, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You know what that means? That means God has equipped you for a purpose. God has specific good works in mind that he gave you the exact traits, characteristics, qualities that you would need in order to do those good works. And then the spirit puts that prompting in your heart or you have that dream or that passion. I don't want you to stuff that down. 
I want you to go after that. And I want you to take steps to do whatever it is that you want to do. Now, since I'm a writer, I'm going to use a couple of um, quotes and things uh, in regards to writing, but it really, it doesn't matter if it's writing that you want to do. It could be whatever it is that you want to do. It's just a matter of being intentional about it. So as I was graduating from college, one of my writing professors, um, and I should just say that I worked in the English department office during college, so I got a chance to meet my English professors on a different level than a lot of people that had. And so this particular professor was uh, not a typer. And so he actually would scrawl his pages out, uh, his writing, and then he would give them to me and I would type them for him uh, during the lunch hour sometimes. And so anyway, before I graduated, he gave me an article. And it was called The Talent of the Room. And in a, in a nutshell, it said, listen, you want to be a writer. You know what the biggest thing you are going to have to master? You are going to have to learn to sit down and be in a room for hours on end in order to actually write. About 20-some years after I graduated from high school, I read Anne Lamott's uh, book, Bird by Bird, and she put it this way, you have to have your butt in the chair if you actually want to write. And that's what separates the wannabe writers from the writers. The people who say, someday I'm going to write, and the people who actually write. The huge distinction between those two groups is one group is willing to push aside everything on their calendar and sit down and write. And the other fills their schedule, their calendar, their days, their nights, their evenings, their weekends, their months, their years with all the other activities that are excuses that keep them from writing. And it doesn't matter that you're a writer or if you're not a writer. It doesn't matter what your dream is. It doesn't matter what that thing is that you hope to do someday What's keeping you from that might just be yourself and your own ability to fill your day up and refuse to even give a little bit of time to making that happen. So really, maybe the question you need to ask yourself, maybe the question we all need to ask ourselves is what will we be intentional about doing? Are you going to make your someday happen? If you are, a couple of things are going to happen. There's a quote that's a meme that says, 10 years from now, make sure you can say that you chose your life. You didn't settle for it. I said we are going to have to be intentional. About uh, a month or two back, I listened to just a little talk um, from Steve Harvey, and he said, If you want to make something happen, you've got to write it down. Until you write it down, it's just out there somewhere. It's like floating around in your head and you don't actually have it as a dream, a goal, a vision. If you want to make it happen, write it down. Write down what you want to happen today. Write down what you want to happen in a couple weeks from now, a couple months from now, a year from now, what your lifetime goals are. He said, write them all down. And then as you start achieving them, cross them off one after another. 
And you know, I cannot believe how much focus that gives you when you write them down. Write it down and say, I want to do this. You are so much more prone to making choices that will lead you in that direction when you've written it down. Otherwise, there's a good chance that, again, we're going to settle for all those things, filling our lives with so many things and never actually getting to to the things that we really want to do someday. Number two, Marissa Mayer, who is a former CEO of Yahoo, said this, I always did something I was a little not ready to do. I think that's how you grow. When there's that moment of, wow, I'm not really sure I can do this, and you push through those moments, that's when you have a breakthrough. I have to say that fear and insecurity probably stop a majority of people from actually doing their someday things. Just that fear of being in a situation that makes you just a tiny bit uncomfortable is enough to hold you back. And at some point, you have to push through that fear. I can't tell you how many times I have done things that I have thought as I was standing up to do them. You are crazy. What are you doing here? I remember um, one Easter, I was in a quartet singing I Will Rise. And I, just before the song started, I thought, I am the last person who should be up here. I can carry a tune, but by no means is my voice you know, beautiful or stand, you know, a standout or anything like that. But you know what? There's something about being willing to get up and worship the Lord and not being ashamed of it, just doing it. Um, And that courage will just propel you to do the next thing. You know, a lot of the people who are doing the things that you really want to do someday, so the people who are doing the mission work, they have overcome their fears. That's not to say that they weren't afraid too. It's not not to say that they didn't have serious insecurities about doing it. It just means that they realized that they were going to need God's help and that they weren't enough. And so they're depending on God to do what they can't do. And you have to get to that place too of overcoming your fear, getting past your insecurity, and getting out and doing what you are scared to death to do. Quote number three is from Reed Markham. It says, being a great father is like shaving. No matter how good you shave today, you have to do it again tomorrow. I wish that writing a book was a matter of showing up one day and writing. It's not. It's consistently showing up day after day after day. And that's what it is for pretty much anything. Anything that you really want to do, anything you really want to achieve, it's not going to be about showing up one day or one week or having the ambition to do it for a couple weeks and then leaving the project half done. It's a matter of showing up day after day after day, especially when you want to quit and when it is hard and when it is not fun anymore. It's like an exercise that you do every day day. You don't get strong muscles from exercising once. You get strong muscles from going back and and doing it again and again and again. It's getting into the word. Um, You know, 
in the word, we're going to be propelled to keep going because we're going to see that our someday things, when they're based on things that um, help out in God's word or God's kingdom, those things are, are valuable and worthy things to strive for. And we are going to be propelled by all the people, the saints in the past who kept doing it. You know, I've been reading through the book, uh, the books of First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles. And I've been reading about all those kings, the good kings, you know, there were two or three bad kings, and then there was a good king. And he he went about reforming the country. He would get rid of all the idols, you know, and he would tell teach the people again. And he would, you know, start from scratch and really try to get them to follow the Lord. And, and um, I have found so much strength in reading about those kings who really put the effort in. It wasn't easy. They didn't always have people behind them clapping and cheering them on. It was an uphill climb sometimes, but they did it. And then there's a matter of not getting comfortable with what you've done so far. So I've been teaching the Bible for years and years and years, um, 15, uh, close to 20 now. And I've always said that I teach because I make a terrible student. So the one year that I took off from teaching, I barely made it to class that whole year. I think I made three meetings that whole month. And so I realized that if I was going to be in the Word um, on a deeper level, I needed to teach the Word. But it's not just a matter of teaching what I'm familiar with. It's going and pushing myself even further. So I had taught... um, fifth and sixth grade Bible history for four years, the New Testament. And as my youngest went into seventh and eighth grade in opening the seventh and eighth grade uh, Bible history teacher who taught Old Testament, uh, decided not to teach anymore. And so there was an opening there. So I decided to teach the Old Testament. And it was all these lessons that I had not ever dug into that deeply. And so I had to learn these new things. Um, At the same time, I've been taking the women of my church through this intense Bible course that goes through the whole Bible. And really, we are learning such amazing concepts that we, you know, I've been teaching all these years and I didn't know. And at the same time, I've been pushing myself to not just teach, but to be a member of a class. So I've been a participant in two classes now that are intense Bible studies that are led by other people. And I'm pushing myself to learn more, to not be content with just daily reading my Bible or just teaching the things I already know. And in fact, it's funny because I think I taught the book of Daniel 10 years ago um, to my women's Bible study and to the teen Bible class that I was teaching at the time. And I went back and I'm doing the book of Daniel. I'm teaching it again. And it is amazing how much I'm learning. It's been 10 years and I've forgotten so much. And now that I'm 10 years older, um, you know, the lessons are just as poignant because I'm I'm going through different things in my life. So, you know, it's it's not just showing up day after day, but it's pushing yourself to do more. Once you have gotten to that step, whatever that step is, maybe you've looked up the mission trips. Maybe you've looked at the organization that can help you to do the mission work or the community service that you want to do. Now it's time to actually send the email. 
Now it's time to put the time in. Now it's time to show, start showing up on some Saturdays. Now it's time to attend a meeting. Now it's time to go further. Push yourself more. Don't be content to just do the bare minimum of showing up. Push yourself to do more. I'm going to leave you with these two quotes. The first one says, you will get what you want when you stop making excuses on why you don't have it. I'm a master excuse maker. (laughs) If I can talk myself out of something, I will. I can't do that if I want to get something done. So I have to remember, this is an excuse. And you know, a lot of times those excuses, sometimes they come from my sinful nature, but a lot of times the army of evil is just whispering in my ear, you you don't have time to do that, or you can't do that, or whatever the excuse is. So you need to push that excuse away and get busy. And the last quote is, yesterday, you said tomorrow. And that's today. And that means today is the day to be intentional, to write it down, to pray about it, to ask God to make it your ambition, to put it in your heart to do this, and to make it happen. This has been little things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Your reviews and your ratings push this up so that other people can see this. It's more visible to other people. And also, don't forget to pray for us at Time of Grace. I can't thank you enough for your prayers. They really keep us going at Time of Grace.